Welcome to the weekend edition of the Nightly News. I don't know about you, Ted, but I'm having a great weekend. How about you? I guarantee it. There's uh, still a lot of hunting and fishing and trapping, a lot of great outdoor soul cleansing, conservation, lifestyle activities available here in Texas. So I'm flexing those muscles every day. But the weekend seems to be more energized than the rest of the week. You know, I just came in from uh, busting a bunch of clay pigeons with uh, my son, Zach. I mean, it just what a fun, great outdoor activity. I mean, you know, just standing there, basically uh, BSing and, and, and honing your skills, you know, just being outdoors, hunting, shooting, whatever it is. It's just it's the greatest place to be. Yeah, Shemaine and I do a lot of trigger time down at the range. She's got a wonderful pink zebra AR, and she is mm. really, really good with it. We tr- we practice not just the aim small, miss small marksmanship discipline, which is extremely gratifying, extremely challenging, extremely important. But in this day and age where we're living in a world of engineered recidivism, where the court systems and the so-called legal system continues to release the most dangerous people in the world, familiarity with your firearm immediate access to your firearm and tactical training could make the difference between life and death. So get out there, get down to the range. And like Keith said, clay birds, that's a lot of fun, but it also gets that hand-eye coordination and tactical swinging and target acquisition and familiarity with that wonderful tool known as a keep and bear firearm celebration. So everybody spend as much time as they can with the trigger time. It could cleanse the soul and save your life. Uh, you actually have a great story that I hope you'll tell here um, where your tactical training came into perfect use when you were out um, at your ranch down there, when you found yourself being attacked uh, by a wild animal. Uh, just an incredible story. And what you say you do, you proved it. Why don't you tell our listeners about that one? It is quite an amazing story. I've carried a gun all my life since I graduated from high school. I've always had a clean handkerchief, a pocket knife, a belt knife, a chapstick, a lighter, um, my wallet with identification, a few bucks in it, sometimes very few. But I always have a firearm with lots of ammo. Back in the revolver days, I had a pocket full of speed loaders and I carried a 357. I carried a 44. I carried a lot of 38 special ammo because being a farmer and a rancher, you run into varmints every once in a while. And it's nice. one of the reasons I wear miracle ear hearing aids. So when I get up in the morning, I continue that familiarity with tools that come in handy every day of my life. I train with my Glock 10 millimeter and I carry some good, strong, original uh, Jeff Cooper uh, ballistic 180 grain ammunition, some Remington stuff. And so I'm out doing my chores, checking the traps and my dog, Happy Sadie and Coco, they're the world's greatest squirrel hunters, and they give a certain howl, a certain yip when they're on a squirrel. I can tell the difference between a squirrel or a rabbit. They make a different sound when it's a raccoon. And if it's a wild hog, they really light up. And it's a lot of fun because it gets me, you know, I don't do the treadmill. I've chased dogs chasing hogs. That's how I get my exercise. And I'm always ready. And when I train every day, I train from concealment. I train from clearing my gun and coming to target as smooth and accurately as I can. So I train with a 10 millimeter and I trade out my hearing aids to hearing protectors. I got little ear valves that I immediately put in when I load the dogs up. Well, checking a trap down in the southeast corner of our property, I heard the howl of a squirrel. I went, all right, they got a squirrel going. So I grabbed my suppressed 22 Ruger. And I went after what I thought was going to be a fox squirrel shoot for the dogs. I was going to make the dogs happy. Well, that squirrel howling erupted into an unfamiliar, intense cadence of dog speak. 
but what? That's not a hog. Maybe, maybe it's a hog that they've got a hold of because it was really intense. So I went over to the edge of the fence and I looked and they've got a calf, a calf antelope. We have exotic animals all across Texas. You never know what kind of animal you might run into, but we have Gemsbach, an African giant 600, 700 pound antelope with long saber type horns that are notorious in Africa for being the number one killer of lions. They're very aggressive. I was aware of our Gemsbach being very aggressive. We never approached him in the four-wheeler. We always gave him a wide berth to avoid any confrontation because they will charge. I didn't know that this calf that Happy had a hold of him was squalling, just a horrible, rah, rah, rah. And I'm going, oh, my God. So I dropped the 22, crawled under the fence. I went to grab Happy, who's really got a hold of this calf. And I could tell there's some locomotive coming. And it's it's the huge cow Gemsbuck with these giant saber horns. Well, I immediately pivoted and I went for my Glock. And it was already out when her horns went on either side of me. I still have the shirt that the horn went through. They kill lions. I'm just a guitar player. I'm old. I have new knees, but I was Bruce Lee for about six seconds, Keith. And before I hit the ground, the 10 millimeter was up dumping rounds. I train close quarter, not pulling the gun out in front of you, because if you're in a close quarter combat situation, the bad guy can get a hold of that gun. So I train retention close to the body shooting. Luckily, I had the ear protectors in. As I hit the dirt, I got off two or three rounds. I don't know how many. And they all went towards it, the, the Gemsbach's head and throat area, which buckled her temporarily. But she swung those horns again. I remember dodging them. Now the dogs have got this giant 600, 700-pound cow Gemsbach by the hindquarters, but she's still raking me and pushing me on the ground. I am frantically shoving my body backwards with, you'd think my legs were still teenage legs, <laughs> and it was life and death. And yeah. I'm having flashes. Who's going to find me? She's going to, there's no way this old guitar player can survive an attack by a mother protecting her calf. This giant antelope protecting her calf. I kept the rounds going. I carry 15 in my Glock 10 millimeter. They're all 180 grain Remington stuff. So they're hitting her as hard as they can for a handgun. Now I can see that her neck is swinging because I busted some stuff inside. She finally turned to get the dogs, which gave me a shot at the side of her neck. I gave one and she buckled to the ground. I'm frantically pushing myself backward, touching off rounds. Wow. Life and death. She now turned to get the dogs and she gave me a shot at her shoulder. I had a couple rounds left in that magazine. I gave her two behind the shoulder and I could tell that she buckled. I did it. I'm still on the ground scrambling backwards. I did a tactical reload. The dogs are now haranguing her. She's moving off now. This is my first timed shot as she walked off at 20 plus yards. And I gave her another one square on the shoulder, which caused her to buckle. And I ran over to her. And as she swung her head to get the dog, I put one behind her ear and killed her. 
And wow. I'm looking for holes in blood. I did another tactical reload, even though I only touched a couple rounds off that. My point is, is that my daily training of tactics, retention, accuracy, going for cover. I, there was no cover against this giant antelope, but my instincts to scramble away from the threat. All this, I've trained with Navy SEALs and Army Rangers and the Green Berets and Delta Force, and they've taught me distance, accuracy, control, cover, and all that came into play, and it's the only reason I'm alive today. Number one, because I carry a 10 millimeter instead of a nine. Number 1A, I know what Gemsbach are capable of, so I immediately went into defense mode. And number three, my training allowed all my shots to register. Mm. And number four, God loves me. You know, I'm an activist. I know that freedom isn't free and I fight hard every day. And I'm convinced at that moment on that morning that the only reason this old guitar player was able to dodge the horns of an antelope that God designed to not miss they're known, they're known to shish kebab lions. I'm not a lion, but somehow my tactical training, my familiarity with my firearm to know that my shots meant something with a caliber that means something. But it was strictly a miracle that I wasn't killed that morning. And it's because I am convinced that God has plans for me, that God wants me to fight for America, for freedom for the constitution, for justice, for good over evil. And all I have to show for that is I had some scratches that day from scrambling backwards on the ground. And I had an awful lot of caliche under my fingernails from pushing backwards, but I protected my ears because it was all close quarter shooting till the two time shots. And it was all over. I'm going to say six, eight seconds. Wow. It was such a flurry of ferocious life and death combat that there's no logic why she didn't skewer me other than that. I had some capabilities from a lifetime of knowing those capabilities, honing those capabilities and sheer luck. And we never did find the calf, but we had about 600 pounds of delicious venison that I donated to a soup kitchen and some homeless shelters here. But it was a life and death moment that if I didn't carry a nine mil, a 10 millimeter and I didn't know how to use it and I wasn't tactically trained to avoid life threatening conditions and God wasn't on my side, I wouldn't be here today.